Oh, my God. 
After 6 a.m., my name is Nachum Siegel. Good morning. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. And here we are on day two of our journey to the Holy Land. It's day two of our broadcasts from Jerusalem. Big thank you to the Inbal Hotel, our headquarters in the city of Jerusalem, and our broadcast center, the ninth floor, the executive lounge of the Inbal Hotel. That's where we broadcast from when we are in Jerusalem. Uh, today we'll have an opportunity to meet some more great people. We'll talk about the One Israel Fund and the big event that they have coming up on the 10th of February. Scott Feltman's going to be joining us for that. Uh, we also have um, a an amazing heroic resident of the Yemenite village who's going to join us today on behalf of Ateret Kohanim. And other guests as well. It's a JM and broadcast from Israel. We are in Israel, in Jerusalem, because for us, it's day two of the pre-record of the Kosher Halftime Show for this coming Sunday. This Sunday, the Nachum Single Network presents the Kosher Halftime Show uh, in the middle of the game between the Eagles and the Patriots. It is sponsored by the Rothenberg Law Firm and the American Committee for Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem. And we are at the uh, Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem later today for day two of the uh, pre-record of the Kosher Halftime Show. Ohad, Mayor Kay, amazing musicians, clowns, dancers, even animals from the animal therapy department at Shari Tzedek all getting into the act for the Kosher Halftime Show this coming Sunday. And we are very much looking forward to it. Also, want to thank Steinreich Communications and, of course, our commercial sponsors, including Yeshiva University, the One Israel Fund, and Carmel Wineries. A big thank you to all of the sponsors for this coming Sunday's major event. For us, it's day two in Jerusalem. I thank you so much for tuning in. Plenty more coming up, great music and more, as we plow through a Tuesday morning all the way until 9 a.m., and then at 9 a.m., JM Rewind will commence right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Plenty of music and plenty more coming your way. Keep it here at JM in the AM. Kishe Adam loy mi toido, oi she oi se mitzvo. A hai mi simcho, mi kolkach simcho. Kishe Adam loy mi toido, oi she oi se mitzvo. A hai mi simcho, mi kolkach simcho. Kishe Adam loy mi toido, oi she oi se mitzvo. 
in the AM. Day two of our broadcasts from Israel. Thanks so much for joining us, everybody. Great to speak to you from the Holy Land, and we welcome your comments on our app. As we were sitting yesterday at Shari Tzedek Medical Center and JM in the AM was, was uh, being presented over our airwaves, we were um, diligently checking our NSN app, looking at the comments, and responding accordingly. So please, if you have comments about anything, feel free to chime in. Even if you don't hear us, address your comment immediately on the air. The NSN app for Android and iPhone gives you the opportunity to comment on the homepage. A reminder that you could follow us on Instagram for behind-the-scenes looks at what's happening here in Israel during the pre-record of the um, Kosher Halftime Show. I should say the recording of the Kosher Halftime Show. Follow us on Instagram, Nachum Siegel Network. Uh, we are constantly uh, posting different items, pictures, etc. And you'll be able to see some of the things that are going on as we go through the process of putting together Sunday's big show. want to remind you, by the way, speaking of Super Bowl, our friends at Bedford-on-Park. Bedford-on-Park, 61 East 34th Street in New York City, the northwest corner of 34th and Park. They have an amazing and incredible offer. Anybody out there who comes in for lunch or for dinner this week, just mention the name Nachum Siegel, and you get a free dessert. Simple as that. Mention the name Nachum Siegel, you get a free dessert. That's what happens at Bedford-on-Park, 61 East 34th Street in New York. 
the northwest corner of 34th and Park, all through the week and through the Super Bowl. Super Bowl this coming Sunday. They'll be showing the Super Bowl. Plus, you can arrange for a private party in their party room for the Super Bowl. So check it out and enjoy. Also, a Jewish music note, the Lower East Side of Manhattan, the Young Israel of Manhattan presents Benny Friedman and Uri Davidi together this coming Saturday night, 8.45 p.m. at the Seward Park High School, the corner of Grand and Essex in New York City. If you want to see a great Jewish music concert in a nice, intimate atmosphere, make sure to come down to the Seward Park High School this coming Saturday night for Benny Friedman and Uri Davidi, a presentation of the Young Israel of Manhattan. Plenty more coming up. It is a Tuesday morning edition of JM in the AM.
Zimán, Zimán, 
a.m. on a Tuesday morning here at JM in the AM. We will not be presenting our uh, Galitzal Israel Army Radio newscast as we normally do uh, Monday through Friday here at JM in the AM. We are going to immediately get into hour number two of our broadcast here at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com on the NachumSiegel Network and of course on the beloved NSN app. Representative of the uh, Inbal Hotel is going to be joining us this coming hour and plenty more with some wonderful guests and plenty to talk about between now and 9 a.m. Keep it right here at JM in the AM. Nafshu Yisachayim 
מלחמות קשות, רדיפות כואבות, בכל זמן, בכל מקום. עברנו את פרעה, נעבור גם את זה. עלילות שקרים, צוררים קשים, שרוצים רק להרוס. עברנו את פרעה, נעבור גם את זה. אז נצא כולנו יחד לרחובות העיר, ניקח אוויר וניצח.
JM in the AM Tuesday morning broadcast. We are here in Israel at our uh, mobile broadcast center at the Inbal Hotel. That's where we base ourselves each and every time we need a Jerusalem headquarters here at the Inbal Hotel. want to remind everybody that Bedford on Park has uh, made a very generous offer for all of our JM in the AM listeners. Between now and including Super Bowl Sunday, uh, during the big game between Philadelphia and Boston, if you mention the name Nahum Siegel during your lunch or dinner at Bedford-on-Park, 61 East 34th Street, you're getting free dessert with your dinner. They will show the game on Sunday, and they have a private party room where, if you wish, you could bring your own group and watch the game and... um, Enjoy their delicious food under the leadership of Chef Alex. Bedford-on-Park, 61 East 34th Street, New York City, southwest, northwest corner of 34th and Park. Go to Bedford-on-Park and enjoy all they have to offer. All through the week, we've been um, speaking with special guests from Atarat Kohanim, <coughs> excuse me, Atarat Kohanim, including Mati Dan, who is with us, excuse me, including Daniel Luria who was with us. He mentioned Mati Dan, of course, during the conversation. I want to remind all of our listeners around the world that for those who are not in Israel, uh, there are ways to support the incredible work of Atarat Kohanim by going to JerusalemChai.org, JerusalemChai.org. And if you go to that uh, website, you could support their many projects, and you could find out um, all the latest and amazing things and uh, innovations that they continue to progress with in so many different areas of Jerusalem, including the Yemenite village. So check that out and enjoy. Yeshiva League Sports Update is next. I want to remind everybody that tonight, uh, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Nachum Siegel Network, Elliot Weiselberg will have a conversation during court report with TABC varsity hockey coach Mo Fuchs. Uh, he'll join uh, Elliot to recap the second half of the JV and varsity seasons. And Mo will give a uh, look ahead as to what to expect over the final 10 days of the hockey season. That's coming up on the Court Report tonight with Elliot Weiselberg, a brand new edition starting at 7 p.m. Eastern time right here on the Nahum Siegel Network. Our Yeshiva League Sports Update every Tuesday at 7.20 Eastern time brought to you by our friends at Crown Trophy in Brooklyn, New York under the leadership of Mike Feller. Yeshiva League sports update time on this Tuesday as the playoff season starts to heat up. Here's Elliot Weiselberg with our Yeshiva League sports update at JM in the AM. We are all, well, almost all, back from vacation and are ready for the most exciting and electrifying part of the Yeshiva League season. In two weeks' time, we'll be gearing up for the 2017-2018 MYHSAL postseason. But before then, boy, do we have a 10-day stretch for you. Today, on the Tuesday morning JM the AM Sports Update, we'll give you all the games over the next two weeks that will help shape the hockey and basketball playoffs. All that and more straight ahead. Good morning, I'm Elliot Weiselberg. Varsity Hockey will have 12 games between now and next Tuesday. Over that period of time, SAR has the chance to wrap up the Varsity West. Coming off last night's 9-1 win over MTA, the Sting need two wins over Ramaz, the first of which will happen tomorrow night in Ramaz, to be followed by the return match next Monday night in SAR. 
North Shore and Flatbush and Hank and Rombaum will battle tomorrow night in the battle to lock up playoff spots and first-round home games in the East. And this Sunday, DRS and Hafter will square off in the battle between the two teams at the top of the division. In JV hockey, tomorrow night, SAR will get the opportunity to clinch a playoff berth over Ramaz, and Rombaum looks to lock up the Eastern Division title. Meanwhile, over the weekend, Saturday night, we'll see the West up for grabs with Kushner traveling to TABC, and DRS fights to wrap up a playoff spot against Hafter on Sunday afternoon. The biggest single night of JV action remaining will be next Wednesday night, when the top two teams in each division, Rombaum and Hafter and Frisch and TABC, will cap off the regular season. In varsity basketball, Ramaz and TABC do battle in a win-and-in contest in Ramaz tonight, while YDE and Flatbush engage in a loser-goes-home contest on Thursday night. Hafter and Hank will square off Saturday night in a battle for the fourth seed in the East, while MTA, JEC, and Kushner will all be in action this weekend, trying to capitalize on a glimmer of hope in the race for the final playoff spot in the West. In JV basketball, Heschel and MTA start us down a path tomorrow night that could wind up in a three-way tie for the final playoff spot in the West that would require a three-way play-in series with those two and Hillel, while Mag and David and Hank will fight for a playoff berth in the East on Saturday night. On Sunday, the JEC Thunder can wrap up the West number 2 seed with a win over MTA or a TABC loss to Heschel. In girls' sports, Ramaz and Central battle on Sunday for the Varsity A East title, while in JV West, SAR embarks in a two-game stretch over the next 36 hours, tonight against Breweria and tomorrow night against Frisch, that could see them jump in and steal away the division from undefeated Frisch. And in girls' Varsity B, Breweria can put the finishing touches on becoming the first non-SKA regular season champion in a long time, with a win tomorrow night over Shalamis or Thursday against Shalhevet. Looking for more Yeshiva League action? Tune into tonight's feature presentation of The Court Report at 7 p.m. on the Nachum Siegel Network. This week, TABC Varsity Hockey Coach Mo Fuchs joins us again to recap the second half of the JV and Varsity seasons and gives us a look ahead to what to expect over the next 10 days. Also, an in-depth look at the playoff situations in JV and Varsity basketball. All that and more tonight at 7 p.m. on The Court Report, presented by Crown Trophy of Brooklyn, only on the Siegel Network, NachumSiegel.com. Also, be sure to pick up a copy of The Jewish Link this week, where you can read my full-length column about all the craziness that can ensue over the next two weeks, complete with in-depth analysis on every Western team in JV and varsity, hockey, and basketball. And that was your Tuesday morning JM in the AM Sports Update. I'm Elliot Weiselberg. J.M. and the A.M. And speaking of Yeshiva League Sports Update, just a reminder that tonight Mo Fuchs is going to review the TABC, uh, excuse me, the, the TABC varsity hockey coach Mo Fuchs is going to review and recap the second half of the JV and varsity hockey seasons. That's happening tonight with Court Report, Elliot Weiselberg, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Nahum Siegel Network. We're at the Inbal Hotel on a Tuesday. That's our headquarters in Jerusalem. This is where we base ourselves. And the ninth floor executive lounge is our official Mobile studio where the Nahum Siegel Network does its broadcasts and interviews. And one of the people we have to thank for this incredible setup and for their amazing hospitality is Roni Timzit, who is the general manager here at the Inbal Hotel. Shalom, shalom, shalom. Thank you for having us again. It's our pleasure. It's amazing. You guys have an incredible track record. Every time we come, the hospitality is wonderful. Oh, and we are happy to have your uh, 
beautiful smile. <laughs> I appreciate it's a, that. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you very much. The Inbal is going through some incredible, very positive changes. And we have, of course, many Inbal customers in our audience uh, who would like an update as to what's going on. I could tell you firsthand, or I could tell them firsthand, that there's a lot of construction, a lot of renovation, mm-hmm. and a lot of wonderful things coming down the road. Yes. We, uh, first, I would like to say that what we are uh, doing already one and a half year uh, is a major renovation that is almost not uh, affecting our guests. We are uh, taking care that uh, because of the building that is very special and uh, is uh, almost on a round, we are able to renovate places without affecting the rest of the places. Uh, anyway, we are at the end of, the, of this uh, big uh, renovation. We uh, will finish by Pesach, uh, the, old, uh, the old public areas, and uh, the uh, 52 rooms that we are adding to the hotel in one of the roofs uh, will be uh, finished uh, uh, by Pesach, but will be open to, uh, for sale, I believe, uh, at the beginning of the summer. Oh, boy, unbelievable. So it's, you know, when you look at it as an average person, you don't realize how close you are to the end of this project, which is great for our customers, for the customers to come and enjoy. Um, what has been the most challenging part of this renovation? The most challenging is definitely to uh, keep our guests, the guests that uh, were ready to come and to say, we know that you will do it in the right way. And we want, we are able to have our vacation here uh, to make sure that what we uh, promise uh, will be delivered. Right. And uh, we we see the comments of the of our guests. Most of the guests are uh, sending after uh, comments or whatever trip advisor and 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 others uh, saying that they were very happy to have a good discount. And they were not so affected. <laughs> so, that's so, nice. so once people got over the initial shock of not having the regular lobby, for mm-hmm. instance, like we went that's through, right. etc. I mean, once you get used to it after a few minutes, everyone's very happy and they're that's able to conduct their uh, vacation and their business the way they normally do. Yes. And after people see that our main dining room is renovated, right. beautiful uh, open kitchen with a beautiful uh, buffet. So they see already the results also you've seen the bistro where we located our uh, front uh, front office that is completely redone very fresh very uh, trendy uh, i think that people see already the results and that's nice um ronnie timsit is with us he's general manager at the inbal we're on the ninth floor executive lounge here at the inbal hotel as we <laughs> continue broadcasting during this very special week at the JM and the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network, the Inbal has uh, undergone many renovations, a lot of work, and there's plenty. I shouldn't say plenty. There's a, just a few more stages left, a very few really? small stages mm-hmm. left until this is, co- t- this is complete. So it's interesting. So you were able to maintain the faith of your customers to keep coming, even mm-hmm. though all these... All this construction and you know all the, all yes. the cranes and, uh, yes, and renovation what, is going on. What what we've done is that we uh, dropped our, the number of rooms that we sell. Right. We we have two hundred eighty rooms, and we've decided to work with one hundred fifty, sometimes even less, uh, just to be sure that guests won't be disturbed 
when we're doing uh, works uh, close to these rooms. So there is uh, 50 rooms that are uh, closed from the beginning and uh, we are not using them because they are just under the construction and we didn't want to take any risk. Uh, and um, and basically, we, we are going over this very, very well. All right, once the renovation is complete, what are people going to enjoy? What's different about mm-hmm. the new rooms? What are some of the things that make okay. these rooms 2018 type? First, we've done, during the last four years, we've renovated the old rooms of the hotel. Right. And after we begin to uh, work on the new rooms that are very big rooms, uh, almost twice the size uh, of the rooms that we have today, uh, we've decided to uh, upgrade the hotel uh, to do a more luxurious uh, product. And these rooms are between 36 square meters to uh, uh, rooms of 48 square meters and also uh, a a few very nice suites. So anybody who's going to be enjoying the new rooms are in effect in some type of junior suite or something that can be compared to a junior suite, right? Yes, this is the the intention. We didn't have enough uh, uh, suites in the hotel and we had the feeling that the market is going there and that there is a demand for more uh, luxurious uh, uh, products. What can you tell our listeners, your customers, about the average price once all of this is done? Is it still going to remain in the, in the range that people remember from the Inbal Hotel? Yes, we, we have no intention to <coughs> change um, uh, dramatically the rate of the existing uh, room. The new rooms will be definitely at a uh, higher price. That is uh, about the price that we are taking for our suites. Mm-hmm. Okay, very good. Uh, speaking with uh, Roni Timzit, the general manager here <clears throat> at the Inbal Hotel. Now, one of my curiosities, especially as we now enter the hotel from a different entrance mm-hmm. in an area that we know more as the business area of the mm-hmm. hotel and come into what has become uh, the temporary mm-hmm. lobby area and reception area, so I'm curious, what's behind the wall? What are the public areas going to look like? What's the new lobby of the Inbal going to look like once it's complete? Okay, we uh, first we're redoing everything and we're finishing by the 20th of, uh, of March. Right. Uh, the new lobby will be open. Uh, we're redoing... That's 10 days before Pesach. Yes, this is uh, our goal. And uh, last year... Uh, everybody, when we did the swimming pool, everybody thought that we will never finish for uh, on time. And we were open with the clear water for Pesach. And uh, there is no way that we are not finished on time. Okay. Uh, and what will people see? What will the lobby look like? The lobby... Very different from what we're used to? Very different. Very different. Still, uh, the areas like the front desk will be the same area, right, but the front desk will be uh, quite different. Hmm. We succeeded also to push the uh, uh, offices uh, in the back. Further back. Uh, <coughs> making the lib- uh, lobby a little bit big, uh, bigger. And that was uh, one of the points of, of this renovation. Also, we are opening uh, uh, doors uh, to the courtyard from the lobby, giving the possibility to the people to feel closer when they are going and sitting in the courtyard they will uh, feel still the lobby Very this is the, the intention is to use the courtyard 
more, to give more hospitality there, to have services there, and uh, to give the possibility to enjoy this courtyard that was, at our point of view, and at the point of view of uh, quite a lot of our guests, uh, not enough used. So, so we'll there'll be a that. perception and, in fact, a reality mm-hmm. of an indoor lobby and really an outdoor lobby as well. Definitely. We are, doing, uh, we are putting furnitures and tables and, and trees uh, to give this feeling of garden in, the, in this courtyard. Are you going to be promoting this as the new Inbal? Uh, no, we promote the hotel. We change the name and we give him the name that the guests are giving to the hotel. The Inbal. That's it. Yes. The Inbal Hotel. It was Inbal Jerusalem Hotel. Right. Now it will be the Inbal. That's it, the Inbal. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows if they're in Israel and they need the Inbal, they know exactly where it is here on Jabotinsky Street. Roni Timzit, he's general manager here at the Inbal, our host at JM and the AM, our broadcast center on the ninth floor executive lounge, and of course, our headquarters in Jerusalem every time we're here, and we will have a chance to speak with him one more time before we leave Jerusalem. I thank you again for all your hospitality. Thank More you, coming Rami. up. It's JM and the AM, and this time each and every Monday through Thursday, Rabbi David Goldwasser with, uh, with, with, our, with our morning chizuk. It is Lezechonishmas Harav Zebner Yosef Alevi and Lezechonishmas Esther Basar Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with morning chizuk. The Talmud Yerushalmi states, Reb Chizkiah said in the name of Rav, in the future, man will have to give an accounting and a reckoning on everything that his eyes saw from which he didn't eat. We learn in Bracious that Hashem saw that all was very good. It's not proper for a person to deny himself the benefits of Hashem's bountiful blessings. Chazal tell us that the Amoira, Reb Lozer, made certain to partake of each fruit once every year. The Mishnah Berurah states that one should eat each fruit once a year to demonstrate his love for Hashem's creation. The master of the world created many beautiful and wonderful trees. These trees produce all types of luscious fruits for the sustenance of all living beings. The question is, why was all this necessary? Wouldn't it be enough for man to be nourished with bread and water? The Sefer Darkei Musar offers an interesting answer. Hashem is the Hatoiv HaMetiv. He is good and constantly bestows good upon others. He is the source of all loving kindness and mercy. Therefore, it's Hashem's desire to provide enjoyment to all the creations, to grant them bliss and contentment. The beautiful sweet fruits impart a certain amount of pleasure to a person. It soothes the spirit. The individual's heart is gladdened and his soul is restored. It would follow that if one doesn't acknowledge another individual, he is in fact deeming particular components of the universe to be superfluous. It gives the impression that he doesn't perceive the significance of the beautiful world which Hashem has created. For this individual, creation would have been complete with just bread and water. Such thinking denies the essence of Hashem's creations in this world. As a child, the great Boba Rebbe, Harav Shlomo Haberstam, once refused the cabbage that his mother had prepared for dinner. His father, Rav Ben Sion, took the child aside. He explained to him, Do you know what this cabbage went through before it got here? As it grew, it prayed to grow to fruition. Then it hoped that it would be selected by the farmer as fit to be brought to the market. 
The cabbage then prayed to be purchased by a God-fearing individual. Now it's waiting for you to make a bracha over it, completing its task in this world by providing you with the strength to serve Hashem. Will you now allow so much effort to go to waste? This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
Tuesday morning broadcast here, JM in the AM. We're at the Inbal Hotel. That's where our mobile studio is set up for our week of broadcasts from Jerusalem. And I thank you for tuning in whenever we get to Israel and certainly Yerushalayim. There's always excitement. We get to meet some wonderful guests and do some great things. This week, of course, we're recording the Kosher Halftime Show, as you've been hearing. And uh, that's happening here in Israel. We'll give you details about that coming up. Well, um, you may recall yesterday when we spoke with Daniel Luria from Ateret Koanim, that uh, he mentioned uh, Nira Rabinovich. Uh, if he didn't mention her on the air, then he mentioned her to us off the air. And uh, uh, Nira has been living in the Yemenite village since the beginning of the project, since the beginning of the uh, Jewish presence in the Yemenite village. And we conjectured, we thought, that we in fact had met Nira back in 2014 when we visited. And sure enough, she now has confirmed for us as we introduce her on the show, that it was us who visited her home uh, almost four years ago and had an incredible visit. Anira Rabinovich, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you. A Thank pleasure you so to have you here to speak with you. A little bit of a different atmosphere here than in the Yemenite village, huh? Yes, certainly. When we first met you, if I'm not mistaken, and I hope I recall this correctly, I think you had two small children. Does that make sense? Four years ago? Yeah. Does that make sense? I had four. Already four, okay. <laughs> so two really made an impression on me. I can tell you that much. I'm sure the other two did as well. Yeah. How is the family doing? How is the family doing? We're doing very, very well, Baruch Hashem. Since you came four years ago, yeah. many things have changed at the Yemenite village. Baruch Hashem, thanks to Ateret Kohanim and good people that helped them. In the past two years, Ateret Kohanim has actually rebuilt three new houses at the Yemenites village. Wow. Which means in numbers that from nine families, we are now 21 families. Right. And the best is yet to come, as we know. Uh, I want to tell you that 
along the years, we always knew that the Beit Knesset, the old Yemenite shul, was once there. And we always knew that now Arab family lives there, very hostile, right. Palestinian Arab family right. that doesn't want to go anywhere. And for us, that was a sign. That was our, like, golden way was to go to the old Yemenite Beit Knesset and to pray in it again. But it was a far, far away dream for all of us. You didn't think it would ever happen. We believed right. it would happen, but it didn't look so real. Right. To almost two years ago, Atarat Kwanim has managed to persuade the State of Israel and the police to operate a court order that was already existing for a few years, but to, to get it operated and to evacuate the illegal Arab family that lived at the Old Beit Knesset it happened just as it should happen with a shul. And wh- I'll tell you what I mean. Usually, when a third conning goes into new houses yeah. that they buy from Arabs, mm-hmm. they have to do it very late at night. It's a complicated operation, a bit dangerous. Very they, secretive. Very secretive. They do it very quietly, right. very quickly, and they enter the house. And then the mess usually starts. Right. With the Beit Knesset at the Yemenite village, it was a completely different story. Because I think that it's like a message from God that with the Beit Knesset, it should be at daytime. And that's what happened. 10 o'clock in the morning, publicly, the police of the state of Israel came along with a court order and said that is a Jewish house. That was once a Jewish synagogue. This family is illegal. They didn't buy the house. It doesn't belong to them. They went out, and all the men of the Yemenites village and the people of Ateret Kornim took the Sifrei Torah from where we used to pray in Beit Yonatan, named after Jonathan Pollard. Right. I remember the Beit Yonatan. We're waiting for him to come. Right. Bezrat Hashem one Bezrat day. Bezrat Hashem. We believe Soon it will enough, happen. Soon enough, I hope, I hope. We all do. Yeah. All the men took the Sifrei Torah from Beit Yonatan and went along the street from Beit Yonatan to the honey house where the old Beit Knesset is and brought the Sifrei Torah back home, back where they belong. And I saw it from the window of my house and I started crying because, for you those, know... For those of us who've been to a Hachnasat Sefer Torah, we've never been to one like that. <laughs> That's for sure. It, it must have been amazing. It was spectacular. I can't even describe the feelings of seeing the Sifrei Torah going back to where you know that less than a hundred years ago, yeah. the Yemenites lived there. And I want to correct you. Because when you introduced me, you said that right. I lived there from the very beginning. Right. <laughs> I want to correct something. I thought I said the, the beginning of this project. Okay. <laughs> the very beginning of the project was 1882, right. when the Yemenites came to Israel and insisted to live in Jerusalem. Right. And Harav Ze'ev Dov Rumkin from Chabad bought these lands for them. That is where it started. And unfortunately, until the state of Israel was built and until Jerusalem was rebuilt and until Ateret Kohanim has arrived and took again place on this land, there were no Jewish people living there. Well, you're there. But we are continuing and we feel like we're continuing something that started a long, long time ago. We're just having the privilege 
of continuing something that has already started. Oh, I understand that. I was just making the point that you're there since the beginning <laughs> of the entire Kardim part of the project, but we understand exactly what you mean. Nira Rabinovich is here. Now, I, 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 one of the things we were amazed about, we took the same route to get to the Ammonite village that your children, forget about yourselves, you also have to do this, but just for a moment, that your young children had to do every single time they wanted to get in and out, which was basically be in a secure, armored carrier with military personnel, right? That's how it works. That's how how it old is your oldest child now? My eldest daughter is almost 12 now. Okay. If I, had, if I had a conversation with her here, what would she tell me about that experience, about having to do that every single day when so many kids in Israel you know, ha- have it very differently and don't need to go through that whole system and procedure to get in and out of their home each time? Look, our children understand that they live in a not normal reality. But they also understand that in order to do big things, you need to live not normal life. It's difficult. If my daughter was here and she had a big mouth and she's almost 12, <laughs> she's saying exactly what she feels, she'll say it's difficult. But who said that difficult is bad? And that's, that's what we say at home. Right. We choose, we were chosen to that mission. And we choose every day to stay in that mission and to do it the best way we can. So the every day is very demanding, is very complicated. Sometimes it has high prices. But eventually we all live our narrative story. And we all tell ourselves and our children the story we want to hear. And I want to tell you that our story is not only the narrative story, it's the truth. We do big things there. And we're willing to pay the price. And so does our children. How How do we raise them normally, happily? First of all, they know that they're part of a big thing that's happening. All their friends live in all sorts of complicated persons, the Muslim quarter, all the all the Atarat Khanim right. places. Their colleagues are also in challenging situations. Exactly. <laughs> so they are the heroes of school and of the classroom because the Yemenized village is like the tiptoe of... That's A1. Huh? Yeah, of the mission. And I think that they're proud of themselves. Right. And sometimes it's difficult. And they're allowed to talk about it at home and to say that it's difficult. And sometimes it's frightening. But we keep on mentioning and reminding them that now we have a state of our own and we have police guards and officers that take care of us and protect us. It's not like in the past that the Yemenites were attacked and there was no one there they to protect them. They were defenseless, right. We are defensible and they feel it and they see that the state of Israel is with us hand by hand. They feel it. And I think that that was giving all, all of us the strength to know that we are we're not there just for ourselves with like a peculiar ideas that someone thought of. Right. We are a part of the interest of the state of Israel, of building Jerusalem, of you're, keeping it complete. You're in a different home now than when we first saw you years ago, right? Yes. And that means you moved how far? Like where, where, where is this building compared to the old one? Five minutes walk. A five-minute walk. Five minutes walk. And that building was not around or was not part of the uh, of the project back then? Back then it wasn't. Right. But where so I you're perfect now, evidence of a building that, with look, the support of people around the world, became a piece to this whole operation. For us, we lived there for 10 years. In the first one? In the first one, knowing that once it will be a bigger neighborhood. But right. we were there, nine families, for many, many years, and all the good people around us saying... It ain't going to work. It ain't going nowhere. You'll stay there forever and ever, just nine families. But we knew that it's going to happen one day. 
And I, can I just describe the Please. night Please. in which Ateret Kohanim bought the two new houses? Sure. It was almost three years ago. Just one evening, my husband's coming home, changing into a black shirt. That's like, I know that he's going to do some mission of Ateret <laughs> Kohanim entering one of the houses. I have no idea if it's going to be the Muslim quarter, the Christian. Where is it, where are they going? He said nothing. And I saw on his face that something is different, and I tell and I told him, "What's different?" And he didn't answer. That moment I knew that it must be very, very close. If he's not answering and he's like all prepared. stiff and prepared, took a bag, took a few things inside, and he just hinted, "You can bake a cake." And for us baking a cake, it means that I am baking it for somebody who is near enough to eat it. That was when the excitement started just hinting into our houses. I saw him going downstairs and a few more neighbors, men neighbors, going downstairs, all wearing black shirts, all going out the outside, and we were not allowed to speak. He said, don't speak to anyone. So each one of us, the women, we were sitting down, and it's 10 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock at night. You're waiting for something to happen, to hear And I was stressful because my husband just went away. He took a hammer in one pocket and he's wearing a gun and I had no idea where he's going and how is it going to turn out and where, where. So what do I do? I just started saying Tehillim, saying Tehillim for an hour and nothing happens. Started freaking out. Went into the kitchen, went big one cake. Two cakes, five cakes. Okay. You took him seriously. Okay, ran out of flour, started cleaning up the house. And I look outside and I see the lights are on in all my neighbor's houses and we're not talking to one each other. Just with one neighbor from the honey house, I was just writing to her at one o'clock at night. Are you awake? So she answered me, yes, are you? So I wrote, yes. That, that was, was it. it, just knowing something that's happening. At about half past two, three o'clock, my husband's sending a message, we're in. And I'm waiting. And I'm writing to him, where, where, where? where? And he's, he's writing to me, very nearby. At that moment, I understood that there's something new at the Yemenite village. And I wrote him a new house. And he wrote, he's writing to me, two. I didn't know what to do with myself. I just opened the door. And I started calling Yael, Yael to the neighbor upstairs. And, I re- and I'm hearing Adas coming from the neighbor. The neighbor from downstairs, coming up and down the, f- the stairs of Beit Yonatan, you saw it's a big building, and we were just standing singing and screaming and not knowing what to do. My daughter woke up three o'clock in the morning, "Mommy, why are you dancing with the neighbors in the middle of the stairhouse?" And I told her, "There are new houses." And she said, "Really? Okay." And went back to sleep. I think it was like a dream for her. Right. And, we, and the excitement, and we were crying. And singing, and for the first time in my life, I understood what the meaning of the words "hayinu kecholmim." We were as, as dreamers. dreamers. That has how changed so, reality. As how the soon after that village. did you move in? We didn't move into one of these houses. Other neighbors did. We went to Beit Rachel. After about a year after going to these two new houses, and we started being able to walk outside. Until then, it was only the armed vehicle. Right. 
Now we can walk. Now you can walk. With two guards. Strength in numbers, huh? And with Mishmar Agvul, with the soldiers with us. But we can walk. Your kids must be a lot happier. We are all a lot happier. I could never imagine that it would be so easy for me to go up and down 90 stairs every day. Just for being able to walk in the streets of Jerusalem and not needing only an armed car. We still need it, but not only. After that was the synagogue at daylight. After that was Beit Rachel, where we are living now. And we really do believe that the Yemenite village will continue to becoming a big, striving, beautiful neighborhood, just as it was when the Yemenites were there. Because of people like you. Because of people. Look, I want to tell you something. I believe that Hashem is placing each one of them, each one of us, exactly where we should be. I'm here. You're there. Each one of the people who are listening to us now is placed where he should be for Am Israel. And they're just asking one thing. Be with us. Pray for Jerusalem. Pray for our success. Come to visit us. When you come to Israel, pick up the phone to Atarat Kwanim. Daniel Lurie will be more than happy to host you. Come to my living room. I promise you. Like we did. I promise you. <laughs> A baked cake, <laughs> cup of coffee. One of five cakes. And, and lots, lots of love to Jerusalem. You can all help. Be with us. That's my request. Tadaraba, Nira Rabadovich. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much for coming over. A I'm very happy. inspiring presentation. It's I'm wonderful. Happy to come. Wonderful to reunite with you. This is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program, heard on listeners sponsored. Digital radio, around the world, the web, and AlchemSiegel.com, on the AlchemSiegel Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app.
J.M. and the A.M. It is a, a Tuesday morning broadcast. We are in our mobile studio at the Inbal Hotel. That's right, at the Inbal Hotel in Jerusalem. As we uh, continue here on a uh, wonderful journey to Jerusalem, which includes the recording of our Kosher Halftime Show. Don't forget the Kosher Halftime Show becomes available to everybody this coming Sunday. Sunday it is, halftime of the New England-Philadelphia Super Bowl. Let me check with my... Uh, with my sports consultant, Yoni Pollock. Yes, he confirms that both Philadelphia and Boston are still in the game this uh, week. I am not giving them the respect of actually calling them by their actual real name. I'm going to say Boston Patriots, like when they were founded. Um, You know how it is. We New Yorkers have a certain edge to us when it comes to the Boston sports teams. Anyway, so that's this coming Sunday, uh, February the 4th. The program is going to be made available to everybody uh, starting at halftime of the big game. We're recording it as the fifth annual Kosher Halftime Show. We wanted to make it bigger and better than ever, so we're recording it in Israel at the Sharitetic Medical Center, um, Wilf Children's Hospital. We are um, going to be joined by Ohad, of course, as we've been mentioning, and Mayor Kay, and uh, we're getting ready for a great presentation for this coming Sunday. Commercials and all commercial sponsors include our friends at Yeshiva University and our friends at um, Carmel Wineries. And our friends at the One Israel Fund, they have an amazing event coming up, which we're going to be talking about. Plus, of course, the big thank yous, our presenting sponsor, the Rothenberg Law Firm, uh, the American Committee for Sharitetic Medical Center in Jerusalem, of course, Sharitetic Medical Center, and Mayor Kay and FDD Productions, all with a role in the Nahum Siegel Network presentation of the Kosher Halftime Show. And a big thank you to Yoni Pollock who has been uh, assuming the role of Director of Logistics. And from what I'm told by those who... Uh, know the ins and outs of logistics, uh, he's been doing pretty good at it. So a big thank you to Yoni Pollock. Uh, don't forget, Doug Sokloff has announced that Pesach 2018 for us, the Siegel family, is going to be happening at the Westin Lake Las Vegas Resort and Spa. Those of you who need information for the Douglas Sokloff experience, it's 1-800-826-5645, 1-800-826-5645, and SokloffExp.com, S-O-C-L-O-F, 
exp.com. And as we've been mentioning all through the week, and remember, this deal is good all the way through to Super Bowl, maybe even beyond that, Bedford on Park, which is located at 61 East 34th Street in New York City, the northwest corner of Park Avenue and East 34th Street. When you go to 61 East 34th Street, you, uh, the consumer, the diner, is eligible for a free dessert. Just mention the name Nahum Siegel. When you go to Bedford on Park for lunch or for dinner, mention the name Nahum Siegel. Between now and the Super Bowl, and you get your free dessert. And keep in mind that they will be showing the Super Bowl at Bedford on Park, so you can enjoy the presentation of the Super Bowl there. And of course, the telecast in a private, um, what do they call that party room, right? Party, party room, if you have a, a specific party you would like to bring a group of people to bring Sunday to Bedford on Park. Well, Danelle Rubin, who has been very, very patient. Uh, represents an organization that we have had a uh, a wonderful relationship with. One of the great memories of being on the air on the Nahum Siegel Network was when we and Amit were on the porch at Eisha Torah on the day of Yom Yerushalayim 50, which was incredible in and of itself. And we were there together and not just celebrating, but reliving the moments of 50 years earlier. And we look forward, because I know that Amit has an amazing Israel 70 mission going on along the same lines as we had with Jerusalem 50, and we are looking forward to being part of that again as well in April of 2018. Danelle Rubin, I pronounced that right? You did, very impressive. Danelle Rubin, who is the Vice President of PR and Marketing for Amit Israel, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you so much for having me. It's really exciting for me to be here. A and pleasure. Amit. You had a, a, an incredible group last year that we met, both lay leaders from the United States and and beyond, and of course, uh, a lot of great people that spend a lot of time in Israel. Your organization takes great pride in what they've done here in Israel, don't they? We do. We work really hard to achieve our goal, which is essentially providing opportunity for all children in Israel across Israel's diverse landscape that we have here and last year we had an incredible mission and this year we're excited to have another one in celebration of israel's big 70th birthday yeah it's going to be it's going to be wonderful when you say opportunity for children in israel we know that education equals opportunity and you guys have gone to the heart of the matter decades ago by literally making sure that Israeli children will be schooled, will be educated in as proper a manner as possible. And your schools have been an incredible testimony to that. Correct. I mean, it's been around for 92 years. Wow. <laughs> you know, we date back to the 1920s. I say decades. Soon enough to say a century. <laughs> <laughs> We're almost there very soon. We'll have another big mission to celebrate that, I'm <laughs> That's sure. That's true. <laughs> And essentially what we're doing is we're providing Israel's youth with the maximum potential through educational excellence supported by Jewish values and Zionistic ideals. And a lot of this was described to us by by really well-informed lay leaders from the U.S. when we were on the porch of Eishat Torah overlooking Harabite, overlooking the Temple Mount on Jerusalem 50. And they take great pride in doing what you just described, making sure that each of these kids has the education they need. And this is all, you, you said it, but I'll reiterate, this is all around the country. This is schools and places, every nook and cranny of Israel. Correct. We're talking about 110 schools across the country and right. 29 cities across the country. And really what makes it so unique is you should understand that we're dealing with a very diverse population within Israel. Right. And 70% of our student body happens to come from Israel's socioeconomic and geographic periphery. And... 
basically what we're doing is we're trying to close opportunity gaps by providing these children with educational excellence to fit their varied needs so that they can maximize their potential and thereby which creating the futures of Israel. And if you're wondering if it works, 92 years tells us it does. You have Correct. an amazing number of success stories that uh, you have in the past, your Correct. organization has in the past, shared with us, and we could go on for hours right. about it. Um, Amit's um, a, a Jerusalem Marathon participation happens, of course, March 9th. That's the day of the Jerusalem Marathon. You'll be raising money for the Amit Frisch Beit Hayelet. Correct. Um, and uh, I would hope that you have a good number of people signed up for that already, for the Jerusalem Marathon. We do, and it's still growing. Very so nice. we're very excited to have Team Amit participate again in this year's Jerusalem Marathon. And as you said, it's to benefit the children at Meet Frisch Beit Hayelid, which for anybody who doesn't know, it's a warm and loving environment provided to at-risk children in Israel, specifically within the Jerusalem area. Oh, nice. And... We Perfect basically for Jerusalem Marathon. Correct. It's very appropriate. <laughs> yeah. And we provide them with the opportunity to grow and thrive by nurturing and catering to each of their individual needs. It's a very special place, and anyone who's been there can attest to that. All right. And so that's the Jerusalem Marathon, March 9th. Is the, does the Amit Children website have information about that? Correct. You can learn about the Jerusalem website, and I just also anybody who's going to be in Jerusalem at the time is welcome to sign up, right. run with us, um, or come cheer us on on the sidelines. And for anyone who can't, you're also welcome to join Team Amit by sponsoring us so we can maximize our potential to these amazing children through amitchildren.org. All right, that's the website. Amitchildren.org gives you an opportunity to sponsor a runner and, of course, to join in if you're going to be in Jerusalem on March the 9th. And then the pièce de résistance, as we've been alluding to for the last <laughs> how many months we've been talking about this already, uh, and that's Israel 70, the big Yamahatsmut mission. And again, I remind you that the 19th is that Thursday, is Correct. that celebration of Yamahatsmut. It'll begin that Sunday, April 15th. I'm sure people can adjust their schedule to be here, you know, either before or after whatever they For want. Sure. But the core of the mission is going to be that week, Sunday through Thursday, April the 15th through the 19th. Is this shaping up nicely? Are we getting a crowd? So it is. It's, we're very excited to have Ami be organizing a fabulous and really not-to-be-missed mission, which will give participants the opportunity to have a first-hand experience while exploring Israel past, present, and future. Right. Way beyond Jerusalem, all around the country. Correct. All around the country, including the Negative, ne- right. Negev, Tel Aviv, etc. Um, some highlights from the mission are going to include... Please. Meeting with and speaking with Israeli politicians, journalists, top thinkers, and professionals, VIP tours of some of Israel's most exciting museums, um, being able to take part in meaningful Yom Hazikaron ceremonies, as well as That's fun, that Wednesday. Which is Wednesday, correct, right. as well as fun and festive Yom Hatzmut celebrations, which for anybody who hasn't been to Israel then, it's really the pinnacle of all the excitement that it's goes cool. on It's cool. The, the whole country. country, obviously, you know, participates. Um, we're also going to experience off-the-bean-and-track attractions, such as unique culinary experiences, along with exploring the funky streets behind the scenes in Israel itself. Um, and I really think that what makes this mission special and unique and different than any other mission in Israel is the fact that participants are going to be able to have a first-hand experience into the role that Amit is playing in shaping Israeli society as being the forefront of academic education here through cutting-edge teaching methods and our state-of-the-art learning facilities. You're going to see how Amit is really pushing Israel into the future by creating a brighter tomorrow through best educating and providing opportunities for our children here. Yeah, I mean, look, we, we say this all the time. In terms of, as I said earlier, education equal oppor- equals opportunity, and uh, not too many organizations take great pride in funding education. It's not always the most, 
you know, popular uh, uh, um, segment right. uh, to to fund, and yet Amit does it in such an amazing fashion and encourages and gets such incredible support and enthusiasm from people outside of Israel, from around the United States and other areas that just love visiting and seeing the fruits of their labor. Correct. And you really see, meaning education, we all know, you know, they say the children are the future, right. and it's so true. And by creating and bringing in 21st century educational methods, I mean, it is at the forefront. We've actually been recognized by the government as the number one religious educational network within Israel. And it's for the very reason, thanks to our donors, supporters, and everybody who stands behind the organization that we're able to achieve such greatness. Danelle Rubin is the Amit Israel a Vice President of PR and Marketing. A big, big thank you to Andy Goldsmith. He has uh, made us a part of some of your amazing projects, including, as I said, Jerusalem 50, and we look forward to participating in Israel 70. And by the way, one other thing I wanted to mention uh, you talk about Israel 70. It's not just that you're going to be seeing parts of the country that you know because your tour is so unique. But on top of that, you're going to be doing things for 70 that you wouldn't do other years. So people should take advantage. Not just come with you guys, but come with you guys this year to take advantage of all the 100%. stuff you'll be doing now. Yeah. Every single year, our missions there. Everyone who's been on it can attest to how exciting they are, and right. this is no exception to that. And there's no question that 70 is going to make it very different and very interesting. So. Correct. Danelle, thank you. Thank you Looking for having Looking forward to me. seeing you in April. Bezrat Hashem. Same here. Information about all of this, the Yom Atzmut mission, the Jerusalem Marathon, and any information in general about Amit, uh, you go to the website, amitchildren.org, amitchildren.org. And again, a big thank you to Andy Goldsmith, who has really kept us uh, very connected to Amit's activities here in Israel. And immediately after Jerusalem 50, we both looked at each other, and our team looked at his team. And I looked at him and we said, we've got to continue uh, this relationship and be in Israel together to celebrate for part of Israel 70. And we are looking forward to that. More coming up. Keep it right here at JM in the AM from Jerusalem.
J.M. in the A.M. Have we had an amazing uh, week of broadcasts from Israel so far during this trip? We certainly have, that I can tell you. And uh, we've met some very special people, great guests. You know why we're here primarily. We are here because Kosher Halftime Show is being recorded for this fifth historic year at uh, Shari Tzedek Medical Center at the Wilf Children's Hospital at Shari Tzedek. Mayor Kay, Ohad, they are just two of the people involved in this amazing project. A lot of people to thank. Our presenting sponsors include the American Committee for Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem, the Rothenberg Law Firm, a big shout-out to the Rothenberg Law Firm. Someone told me that the Rothenbergs from the Rothenberg Law Firm are preferring the Eagles over the Patriots on Sunday. That's what I was told. So I guess we got to, hmm. Well, I guess for this segment we'll say we're rooting for the Eagles. Why not? So to the Rothenbergs we say good luck on Sunday with that. We have great commercial sponsors for the uh, the Kosher Halftime Show, and one of them, our amazing friends at One Israel Fund. You'll recall I reported back after the incredible dinner at Terrace on the Park how amazing the response was uh, to the work of One Israel Fund. We are proud as anything to be involved with them. Scott Feltman has uh, continued to keep us involved, and I thank him for that. He is the executive Vice President of the One Israel Fund. They have a big, aside from their involvement in the Kosher Halftime Show, which I'll thank Scott for in a moment, in addition to that, they have a major event coming up February the 10th, which we'll be talking about between now and February the 10th. Scott Feltman here in Jerusalem. Welcome to JM in the AM. It's about time we're doing it here. Do you have, uh, there we go. Yes, it is about time that we're here in Jerusalem, right? Yeah. 
I've never done it with you here. I'm glad that we are together here in the Holy City and that we get to reflect on some of the great work of the One Israel Fund from here in Jerusalem. Now, let me start with this because I want to make sure the information is out, and I am being accurate when I say that between now and February the 10th, we're going to be speaking about this. One Israel Fund has a very fun night. It's a game night plus an Israeli auction. It's called Play for Israel. You've done this type of event before. It's been met with with critical acclaim for good reason. Uh, it's a lot of fun, very well organized, and the food is phenomenal. So put it all together and you have a nice event. It's happening Saturday night, February the 10th, starting at 8.30 p.m. at what's called the Mansion at Lawrence, the Marion and Aaron Gurl JCC at 140 Central Avenue in Lawrence. There are some great event chair people an entire list of them, and a great event committee as well. Main event, Muzzon, is going to be catering. Uh, so you know the food's going to be good, as we mentioned earlier. To register online, everybody out there can go to the following website, playforisrael.org. It's the number four, playforisrael.org. Give me uh, 20, 30 seconds on what type of event this is and what we're we're doing here on this game night well, uh, in Lawrence, New York. The important thing that you missed was that there's a special code yeah. for your listeners. Good. That if they go to the website and sign up and register and they use the code PLAY, the number 4, NSN, yes. they get a discount off for the registration per person of $25. I like that. That's important. Um, it's very important. <laughs> it's, it's a great event. We wanted to, when we created this event a few years ago, we wanted to attract the younger part of the communities. Um, and we came up with this idea to do a game night, which is, for all intents and purposes, um, it's table-style games, um, and what they do is they use their winnings at the end of the night, they cash them in for tickets, and they get to put them into some fantastic different prizes. Oh, so that's how it works. So yeah, it's the kind of like... plus the auction effect. It's, it's kind of like the typical Chinese auction, but right. instead of just walking into the room and buying your tickets, you get to play different games throughout the night, your winnings get cashed in, and it's a lot more fun. It's a lot more fun way of participating in a Chinese auction-style Event. So I assume there's some amazing prizes. So there night. are some great prizes. There's spas. Uh, there's shaitos uh, for the women. There's uh, shopping days for the men. There's phenomenal sporting tickets. Um, there's nights out in, uh, in New York City with a show, with a dinner, with a, uh, a suite in a hotel. Um, and then there's also our uh, poker hold'em tournament where people can participate. Happening at the same time? Same time. It's a separate entry fee. Okay. Um, that's an entry fee that's $500. But... Prizes are out of this world. Are there people in our community uh, oh, who are yeah. capable of playing that game? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, <laughs> Just ask it. <laughs> at, and the prizes, you can win the entire 2018 season of Giants tickets, Whoa. which hopefully will be better than the 2017 season. No matter what it is, it's pretty good. Correct. <laughs> and I am a Giants fan, even though the Eagles are playing the uh, Patriots. So I'm... I'm having a hard time taking sides. Yeah, yeah. The only skin um, in the game you have is coach for halftime. That's so. correct. That, you couldn't care less about the game. But, but, <laughs> but then there are you can choose from your winnings. So you can have a practice round at the Masters tournament. Oh. Uh, you can have cool. your pick of an All Star game, either the NBA, the MLB, NFL. You can go to the Pro Bowl. Um, two tickets to the Pro Bowl. Again, the winner of that tournament has a selection of different prizes that they can choose from. Listen to this, Yoni Pollock. I hope so. So, <laughs> you know, for any of those guys out there who think that they have what it takes, it's it, we're, we're, we're the cheapest game in town compared to other similar type of events, and our prizes are off the charts. All right, it's all happening at Play for Israel, the game night and Israeli auction. 
uh, to register and to save, you go to playforisrael.org. Playforisrael.org, there's a code that you could use to get the further discount that uh, Scott alluded to, and that's PLAY4NSN. If you use the code PLAY, the number 4, NSN, then on Saturday night, February 10th, you pay even less to be uh, at the game night. It starts at 8.30 at the mansion at Lawrence on Central Avenue in Lawrence, New York. And information, of course, you can contact the One Israel Fund uh, office and to check out their website, oneisraelfund.org. But, but again, the, the, the event website is the best place, playforisrael.org is Correct. the best place to get all the information. All right, we're here in Jerusalem. Yep. And you know how we take great pro- – and again, we thank you for the involvement in the Kosher Halftime Show. I think – one of the most exciting, and if I'm not mistaken, now that you're on, I think we're actually going to make the commercial available to everybody today. Am I right? Yeah, we're making the commercial available to everybody today oh, cool. in advance, just like Super Bowl commercials come out in advance. That's sometimes. great. It was done really well, very sharp, really nice. People are going to enjoy watching it. Uh, so when you're on social media later today, you'll see what I mean. And I thank you and the organization for being part of our whole kosher halftime shtick, our whole you know, big thing that makes a lot of noise each and every February. Right. So thank you for that. But now we're in Jerusalem. We have yep. a chance to talk about what the One Israel Fund has been doing, yep. the facts on the ground. We've, been, we've visited with you in Binyamin. We have been to amazing places of Yesha. Uh, to see what what type of growth and what type of amazing communities continue to grow and continue to expand. What can you tell us about what's happening right now? What are some of the things that are going on with the One in Israel Fund this moment? Well, let's talk about Amichai. Mm, okay. Amichai, is, for those people who don't know, uh, Amona was destroyed uh, a few months ago. Right. And Amichai is the first new, I'll use the word even though I personally don't like it, settlement being built by the Israeli government in over 20 years. How close is it to Amona? Uh, it's closer to the Shiloh area. Okay. Um, but the, the most amazing part of it is the government has invested 56 million shekel. Now, the 56 million shekel is, is done already. I was there, uh, today is what, Sunday? I was yeah. there on Thursday. Um, all the infrastructure is done. In fact, they're hoping within the next three months to have all of the homes ready to go so the families can start moving in before the summer. How many do you think? They're, bu- they're building for, they're preparing for over 100 families. Wow. And Amona had, I think it was something in the neighborhood of uh, 35, 40 families. Are those families invited to get homes? They are. Here? Yeah. So, you know, it, but it's so exciting to be part of building a community from the ground up. No question. So we just got a donor for the, well, what will become the new playground. Right. Uh, we're actually looking for a second donor to join a, in partnership because the playground has now expanded as the vision for the community has expanded. So we just got the plans now for the new mikvah. And eventually we're going to get the plans for the, for, the, for the shul. And all of these, anything that you can imagine that's going into building a new community. So we're working in partnership now with uh, the Binyamin region, which you know we have a very close relationship with. Um, and we're building a community from scratch. It's the most incredible thing. You know what's interesting? The One Israel Fund, which built communities from scratch for all these years, is now building regions, is now building massive areas of Israel. It's amazing. There are 150 communities. They, you know, everybody has this vision back in the States of these like caravans and tents. They're so not. They're real communities. They're beautiful homes. They're beautiful families with real jobs, living everyday life. And they're doing it in an area that you know, may not be easy for everyone, but they're doing it because 
this is our biblical heartland. This is everything that, we, that we're learning about. You're sounding like Vice President Pence. There you go. <laughs> I, 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 I mentored him a little bit. Were you impressed with his words? Very impressed. Very impressed. It so, is. It is. Um, we are living in very interesting times. We're living in. I wish people who are living through it would all realize it. You do. A lot of us do not. We don't really know when you're living through it. You don't always realize what you're living through the miraculous times. But look at this: the two leaders of the free world, and I would say the president, and vice president of the United States, are certainly you know in that category. Don't leave out Nikki. <laughs> Correct, and Nikki Haley. Right. I mean, imagine. What, what they are telling the rest of the world through all these weeks. Since the president started with his declaration of the new American policy that Israel's capital, Jerusalem, will be recognized as Israel's capital. And it just, it seems like it's just, a, you know, one thing after the other. And wouldn't it be amazing if every member of the Knesset would speak about our biblical heritage the way the vice president of the United States did? You're trying to goat me into a political statement now, aren't you? <laughs> but it would be amazing. It would be it? wonderful. In fact, I'm speaking at the Knesset on Wednesday. Bemet. Yeah, to the land of Israel. For Caucus. us, that's tomorrow, yeah. Uh, yeah, for us, that's going to be because this is going to be a Tuesday yes, show. So for yes. us, that's tomorrow. So on Wednesday, Very nice. I've been invited to address, it's like a caucus. Friends or uh, foes? Friends. Okay. It's the land of Israel Caucus. So it's a, uh, it's a mixture of, uh, of members of Knesset from all the different parties that are aligned so to speak. Is this directly because of Amichai or just in no, general? No, no, no. Um, in general. They're presenting a plaque to One Israel Fund for the work we've been doing. Nice. And, and I'm um, sure they're familiar with the regional medical center in Benjamin, right? They're very – I mean, I'm hoping that they will give us a platform to right. educate them even more. Right. Many of them do know what's going on. But that will be part of your focus? That's will be the main part center? of the focus. Wow. Yeah. And it's also just trying to secure additional government grants and funds, uh, which you know that we, we, we work very closely with. Um, in trying to get government grants for a lot of the projects we do. So. One of the heartwarming things about doing the uh, the visit and broadcast with you from the site of the eventual Binyamin Region Medical Center yeah. is that with you guys, we know it's going to become a reality. With you guys, we look at the plans and we say, oh my oh. gosh, this is really going to be here real soon. Oh, we are. Where, where, where do you go? And as, as, soon as, as soon as all of the, the issues have been dealt with um, right. governmental-wide, uh, and it's looking, you know, that we will be on schedule to start major construction before the summer. Unbelievable. Um, but the un- the unbelievable thing is what's going on in the entire area of Charbonneman. So right after you were there with us, the government announced that the light rail system is being expanded from Piskatzev to Charbonneman. Correct. Something the, we discussed, I think, at the dinner, around the dinner right. time. Right. And the new central bus station for right. all of Judea and Samaria is going to be in Charbonneman. So this whole now, this whole industrial center is a hub of growth and activity for all of Judea and Samaria. And what did it look like thirty years ago? <laughs> <laughs> Not like much, huh? No, didn't look like much. Kind of like Gush Katif today, right? That also will come back hopefully soon. Near Hashem. It is really remarkable. The uh, earlier we were talking about the crane because everyone always has to talk about the, the national crane, bird, the national bird, of and course. of course, it's insanely. Again, I use the word heartwarming to see them all around the country. It's unbelievable. The symbol of growth, not just your practicality of growth, but you know, again, but also a symbol of growth and expansion, which is so remarkable. When I went out to my balcony, when I ordered my, my room from my, with my balcony, so I asked, you know, is it a new city? Is it an old city? They said, it doesn't matter. There's cranes everywhere. Who cares? <laughs> exactly. That's the way it That's seems. It. I'll tell you that much. Anyway, the One is Real Fun continues to do amazing work, and it's an honor to be part of it. It is... Um, it is just remarkable. I remember, I remember when you uh, honored the Orlos, 
at the most recent dinner, yeah. and they talked about the 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 privilege of being involved all these decades, and it just you know it's funny. A lot of times, Peter get, people get involved with organizations, and their interest peters out after a while. Oh, no. People like them, it seems to just have built and built and built more and more as and, they went along. And if you remember at the dinner, we announced plans sure, to, to dedicate right. this new park correct. in honor of the Orlos. So they were just here. Huh. They were here a week ago, and they took a visit up to Shiloh to see the site of. What will be their new playground uh, that one cool. is dedicating for the, in honor of their work? So you know they put in a quarter of a century into building this organization. It's I think I may have do. Been, I think I may have seen their family name on this event. By the way, I'm not uh, mistaken. Their son, yeah, yeah, Adam and Rifke are going to be That's part of correct. the event committee. So. Yep. It just continues forward, as you would suspect. The One Israel Fund, first of all, a big thank you to Scott Feltman and everybody at the organization. They are one of our commercial sponsors for the Kosher Halftime Show. They understand the importance of us making our statements about uh, great Jewish music and good kosher entertainment and just having this amazing partnership. So we thank them for that. That commercial that we keep alluding to is going to be made available today for everyone to see, and obviously it's part of the actual production, uh, which you'll see on Sunday. Uh, the commercial that we're talking about is about the February 10th event. That's when the One Israel Fund invites you to participate and play for Israel, the game night and Israeli auction, which is going to be happening Saturday night, February 10th, 8.30 p.m. at the Mansion at Lawrence on Central Avenue in Lawrence, New York. For our listeners, listen very carefully. If you register online, playforisrael.org. Again, play the number four, israel.org. If you use the code PLAY4NSN, play number four NSN, the deal is? $25 off per person. $25 off per person? Per person entry on into- the general entry to the, uh, to the general event. And we know that main event caterer's Muzzone is going to be there, which means that uh, the food's going to be great. And I know there are a lot of people who have been working very hard to make this event, again, a very, very big success. So go to the website, playforisrael.org, register today, and be there February the 10th at 8.30. And uh, even though you said earlier for the youth, really, anybody who's in the mood for oh, a good Oh, anybody night, who wants to come is welcome. It's just basically, it's put together right. by our Young Leadership Committee, but people from all ages come. And, and the truth of the matter is, everybody enjoys seeing the energy and excitement in the room. And when you think about it, it's, it's a fun night. And one year from the proceeds, we built a mikveh. Um, another year, we built a playground. So right. every year, we try to you know find something meaningful to do with the uh, with the, with the proceeds from the evening. One of the things so. I enjoyed about your dinner was the uh, was the uh, representation of every generation there. Not everybody yeah. gets that. Not, not every organization has that, frankly. Oh, uh, we know. You know, some some organizations get old. No, I know. And um, it's been very, very concerted on our and part. And you really have had a tremendous representation. And when you have all the generations represented, you get to do Thank some amazing work. Thank you for noticing. Work. Oh, yeah. Are you yeah. kidding me? It's, uh, it, no it, puts a, it. it puts an excitement in the room. No question about it. Scott right. Feltman, Executive Vice President of One Israel Fund. Thank you. Thank you. Enjoy the Kosher Halftime Show. Of course. Enjoy February 10th. Even more. And thank you again for including us. Thanks as always, Nakam. It's a pleasure. Greatly appreciate it. More coming up, everybody. Uh, speaking of Kosher Halftime Show, it's one of the reasons we're here in Israel. Broadcasting from Israel because we have a, uh, a, a bunch of recording sessions for the uh, Kosher Halftime Show happening here in the uh, in Jerusalem at the Shari Tzedek Medical Center. And um, everybody is encouraged to uh, watch the show coming out this coming Sunday during halftime of the, um, of the big game. Uh, between New England and Philadelphia, and of course to uh, uh, enjoy and share 
uh, the video with everybody. More details as we get closer and closer. Meanwhile, we continue right here from Jerusalem, from the Inbal Hotel at JM in the AM. שמעתי שעושים פה מסיבה בלעדיי אף אחד לא עושה את זה יותר טוב ממני hey, נשים את הצרות מאחוריי אני לא הולך עד שכולכם מג'נונים hey, שמעתי שהתחלתם בלעדיי אף אחד לא עושה את זה יותר טוב ממני hey, הראש כבר מסתובב כולם בהיי לא נעצור עד שכולכם מג'נונים Yeah, man. 
been a lot of places. I've been all around the world, seen a lot of faces. Never know where I was on the horizon. Ooh, well I know, I know, I know, I know, so I'll be rising back home. No, we won't forget where we came from. The city won't change us. We beat to the same drum. No, we won't forget where we came from. The city won't change us. We beat to the same drum. Don't forget where you belong.
JM in the AM. I thanks all of our special guests on this Tuesday. And a reminder coming up, JM Rewind is next. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world, the web, at com on the NachumSegal Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Again, a reminder, JM Rewind is next. Shas for Shiduchim is the uh, hour that we are featuring on JM Rewind uh, from last week. So I'll be coming up next between 9 and 10 Eastern time. Um... Don't forget, tomorrow is Tu Bishvat. Tomorrow is Tu Bishvat. We'll be spending Tu Bishvat in Jerusalem. And Mayor Weingarten, in a very, very interesting fashion, is going to be joining me from 6,000 miles away to participate after 7.30 tomorrow morning in what we're going to call a little bit of an abridged Tu Bishvat special. So make sure to be tuned in. Have a fabulous Tuesday. Stay tuned to the Malcolm Single Network for all the details. And don't forget... To pay careful attention on social media for some of our commercials from the Kosher Halftime Show, including the One Israel Fund commercial. Until tomorrow, I'll come single reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.